So how much do we actually know about yoga and how can it expand your life? Well, that's what I'm attempting to find out today and uh, that's exactly what I did. Welcome guys to the Life Expanded Podcast. So great to have you here. As always, I'm excited to bring you this episode. My guest today is Joelle Slebos and she's just incredible. Since I met Joelle, I knew she was the one that I needed to chat to about this topic uh, because she has so much to offer. I've, for one, had more questions than answers over the years and, and I struggled to get into yoga, but I'm at a point now in my life where I've realized that I literally can't live without it. Um, I, I can't explain why, but it's dramatically changed my life. And so I needed to chat to Joelle and this conversation definitely didn't disappoint. We chat about all the ways in which yoga is a lifestyle and how it provides a toolbox of, of tools that, that it can greatly enhance your life. There's so much to this topic that uh, we could have chatted for hours, um, but I really hope you enjoy this episode. We chat about all the ways to find the right yoga for you. What is your dharma, your purpose, how to discover your purpose, you know, how to, how to swim with the river of life and to find that, that purpose. Um, as Joao will say, you can only see the picture if you step out of the frame. And uh, that's exactly what we did in this conversation. I took so much away from it and uh, it's definitely expanded my life. And I really hope it can do the same for you. Guys, before we start the episode, I just want to let you know we are still partnered up with Entourage Oil. It's an amazing cannabis oil, uh, cannabis extract oil and that's had some amazing feedback. If you guys are interested, um, reach out, I'll give you some more information and, and, and get, you, get you some. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Please let me know what you think. And uh, as always, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, guys. It's an absolute pleasure. I since I've started the podcast, I've wanted to do a podcast around yoga because it's definitely become an integral part of my life. It's it's something that I've gotten to a point now where I, I really can't live without it. So, but that being said, I didn't want to just talk to anybody um, for two reasons because I can chat to a lot of people about yoga, but the reason why I wanted to chat to you specifically is because I can definitely sense like and we've spoken about this before that you're really living your passion and, and you are so passionate about what you do and it's, and it's clear as day and you you like radiate that and I think you I was reading something yesterday that you posted and it just kind of articulated that so well about a retreat that you were on and a moment that you had with people and I think I'll actually let you describe that moment and that what you described in that person I was like that's exactly why I want to chat to Joelle it's, it's like the subtleness of magic almost that, yeah, I was, I was hosting that retreat and I've now, you know, I've made certain decisions in my life that had led me to be where I'm now. And in hindsight, you go like, okay, yeah, it made sense. You know, we connect, you can connect the dots. But then when you go into that, that's just from a thinking space, from an intellectual space. But then when you gather these people and you see the healing happening and the connection happening and you're like, and it's, it, I don't want to sound arrogant that I'm doing it because in the end it's yoga and the people, but there, there needs to be a, a sense of, okay, I feel safe in this space to be myself with all these strangers, you know, during retreats or things like that and during the dinners that we have then or these events. And then you're like, whoa, I'm facilitating this. Like it almost makes me feel 
like it's a big responsibility on the one hand and also like just like astonished that I'm that I am doing this work and that I it's so it's such a privilege for me mm. it's such a privilege for me that I in some way have the ability to make people feel so comfortable and then it then the magic just happens people start to be vulnerable yoga is not just physical you know mm. we're dealing with the mental um, layer of your being the emotional and we all have our little backpack of things um, some have big traumas some are working through things and we all have our own ways of dealing with life and obstacles and then when you when you see people connect because they have something in common and then they can just share their stories around it and their experience around it then yeah it just just happens and i just yeah i'm just an always very 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 i feel very honored and very blessed in that way yeah Yes, like, like you say, yoga, I, I was also reflecting on what yoga is to me, and it's, it's, it's not a very simple answer. It's, it's a very complicated answer, and I'm still trying to figure it out. But after that day retreat that you hosted that, uh, I think I'll just tell the story, but that moment where I heard you talking about it, and I, and I just was like, I need to find out about that and then do it. I'd never been to a day yoga retreat. But it was really incredible in an ineffable kind of way having people together in a community and being able to, throughout the, the day, at the end of it, you leave there and you just feel different. Mm. And I know you obviously facilitate retreats and you do all those things. And you're not just a yoga teacher in a classroom, which is also incredible. You really embody the whole, all the different things yoga has to offer. Uh, I want to, if you don't mind, kickstart this with uh, where, how you got into yoga. I know... <laughs> I know you've got a master's degree in economics, yeah. and I'm very My curious. My former life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to find out about that transitional phase. So when you started learning yoga to when you decided to teach it, and then when you decided to take the leap, I think two years later, and mm. delve into mm. it. Like, mm. break that apart for me and what yeah. that was like. So, yeah, I've been working in the corporate environment for around eight years, but I've always had a passion for people's health specifically fit, fit, like fitness and I just I've always been convinced that if you are physically healthy the quality of your life I mean mm. you know that when you mm. feel sick you, mm. you just have a flu and you're like oh and then when you recover from the flu you're like oh yes I'm alive again just that prana that feeling of mm. being alive so investing in your health whether mm. it's physical or mental health has always been just obvious mm. to me mm. uh, but more from a fitness, personal training uh, space. And then I started practicing yoga myself, more as a recovery. The first time I actually saw a yoga class, I was very judgmental, specifically when I saw it in the gym. I was like, it wasn't like power yoga, it was more <laughs> like a softer yoga, and which I now really enjoy. Um, but I was kind of like, yeah, it's like chess, you know. Chess is not chess is not a sport. <laughs> that was how I thought about it. But then, um, yeah, I started to just do it during the lunchtime at work because it was the only thing that I offered at the gym. I always used to exercise during the, during the lunch break. And I just felt different. I felt different during my exercise the next day. And I feel that yoga kind of creeps under your skin. Mm. And you're like, hey, I'm reacting different to the same situation. Like, I'm quite a fast walker, I'm a fast-paced person, so in the street, if someone would be, like, in my way and they would walk slowly, I used to get irritated. And now I'd go, okay, take a breath, walk around it, it's okay. And I was like, 
Ooh, started to observe my own behavior and thinking like, hey, what, what is going on here? And it was obviously yoga and being mindful, being more kind, being more compassionate. Um, and I think as a whole, it's, 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 it's simple and complex because mm. yoga also means union. So for me, union means anything that does not create union is not yoga, is not life, is not the way I want to live. For example, if I start to have thoughts that exclude you from me or even if I look at someone else and I start to think like oh they're better than me or maybe I'm better than them or this person is doesn't have a right to be there's a judgment to it and there is a sense of like separation it's not union mm. so always try to find something inside someone else that you can mirror yourself with which always exists because there's magic inside everybody um, and everybody will have also an irritating side. <laughs> mm. So you can zoom into that. And, yes. and any moment can be an irritating moment. Or any, you know, and that's, that that's just totally changes your mindset, your perception. It's almost like I live on a new planet now. Mm. I've rediscovered life. Yeah. And I'm so curious and excited about it. And, I, and it's been years now. So after having done some yoga, as I said, I already had group fitness experience, personal mm. training experience. And I had a really good job and financially, like in the eyes of society, had everything sorted out with a house and a car and, and you know, group mm. insurance and pension and like, okay, I can breathe. I'm okay here. And I thought, but this is not it. This is, this is just not it. And looking into the future where I would end up being a partner at a big like international consultancy company, I was like, my soul is like, I'm not like, woohoo, mm. yeah, my bank account will probably be massive. And I started to look at the people around me and I also felt they were living a little bit in a, like a, a prison in a way mm. because I think if you make money and it's like they all went to quite luxurious um, holidays and I'm not saying that's wrong. I mean, mm. of course, if you work hard for your money, spoil yourself with yeah. what makes you happy. But yes. I started to think, I think I started to unravel things. Sometimes I compare it like an onion and you go to the core, core, core. And I started to realize that that wasn't going to make me really happy. Um, so I had, I think in some way, reached that achievement of personal achievement of like, okay, I've, I've done this now for myself. And I just needed something deeper. And I've always, I mean, my first job was at the Ministry of Social Affairs and Employment. So I've always been passionate about making a difference and... Yeah, that's mm. all about diversity. So the, the humane effect and the, the element just had to come back in it and making a difference. Yeah. Making a difference. And for me, what I do, the, the biggest word is connection. For me, mm. through yoga, you connect truly to yourself, which is not always easy because mm. sometimes your own truth, whether you're sad or happy, you know, it's like, oh, I'm actually sad today. Mm. It's easier to go running and not feel that feeling or to to plan something more and more and more. Yeah. And in yoga, you allow those thoughts and feelings so they can run through you and then there's space for a sigh, you know, mm. literally. Um, so yeah, that's like connection to yourself. And then through that, you can connect more authentically. Once you have your own inner truth, you can start connecting more authentically with the world. You can see the magic all around us you know mm. not all the time there's obviously there's yeah. also days that life is challenging for me yeah. but you have tools you know yoga gives you a toolbox of breath movement mindfulness journey journaling and you just 
grab the one where you go like, okay, that's the one I need now. Mm. And even within your practice, some days you'll go like, okay, I need a strong yoga practice. Yeah. Otherwise you're like, oh, I need a yin practice. I need yeah. to cultivate some calmer energy for myself. I mean, it's magic for me. It's absolutely, yeah, can't live without. I'm very <laughs> grateful that yoga crossed my path. I do not know how, who I would have been, Yeah. where I, like, I would have had a total different life if yoga hadn't crossed my path. For me, I, I can relate to what you were saying. When I first discovered yoga, I didn't. I, I kind of looked at it in a judgmental way. I wasn't interested in the physical aspects of it. I was doing other kinds of exercise and the usual things, and I didn't need to do more physical exercise. But... I personally had a quite a keen interest in mental stuff and mind and mm. you know more esoteric kind of topics and yoga kept coming up and I realized there must be something to this yoga it must there's obviously benefits to it so I need to find out what it is but yeah that, but yoga that, is kind of like self therapy yeah for me it is but I struggled to get into it I had to really push myself because yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it initially I, I, f- I found I couldn't find or now looking back, I obviously did, but I had to keep my force in my... I didn't do one class and I was like, oh yeah, I love yoga now. Yeah. I had to keep... Because I was like, there's something, yeah, but I don't know what it is, but let me just push it. And now looking back, the last year I realized I can't live without it. It's like, it's changed my life completely. And like you said, the ways, in the subtle ways that you notice how your day's changed, how you're on the mat and even negative thoughts come up, but you start to become aware of... You're alone with yourself. and it's, The fluctuations it's, of the mind, yeah. as we call them. But I think also for people to find the right yoga, like what is the right yoga for you in your life? Or, you know, it's, mm. There are so many. It's like the colors of the rainbow because yoga is also life. It's a practice of how to live. So from yin to power to kundalini to like, I started with ashtanga, which was a physical super strong practice because I came from a fitness background. Mm. So if you would have, if my first yoga practice would have been a yin practice, I would have probably drawn the conclusion that, that yoga wasn't for me. And I think that happens a lot because yeah. I also... Or the teacher or any, anything, you know. Yeah. So it's a bit of a search. It definitely is. And it's not very clear initially what it's about because it's like you said, you do one class and then you're like, this is completely not for me, but you haven't discovered all the other things and the different teachers, even teachers different. So it's, it's, it's a very complex topic that, or subject that is... It's the most rewarding thing I've found that, that I will never stop doing. It's, it's yeah. amazing. And, and I think also every... It's a journey. Mm. You know, I, I love in the Eastern philosophy how things are not linear. They're circular. Mm. So you might start with something and then, you know, a certain type of yoga. And then for some reason you need a different type of yoga. Or maybe even getting injured. Like, yeah. it's very frustrating. Now you can't practice, but then you have meditation. Yeah. So maybe... But there's always something because in the end it's about mindfulness, it's observing your own reaction on your mat and you take that off your mat and you suddenly start to you know, analyze yourself, for example, through the chakra, just as, a, as an example, like, okay, how do I speak? What kind of words do I actually use? Yeah. My heart space, how, how do I behave? What do I, like a sense of curiosity, what is love for me is that giving is that taking is that self-love is it loving my husband mm. is it loving nature what do i love you can ask so many questions yeah. just going through all these different yes. elements of yoga and it's, it's not never ending yeah definitely ending. definitely and it really does cultivate awareness mm. and you know it's hard to intellectualize what that is but until you really start to experience yourself almost looking at yourself in the third person and like experiencing yourself being more aware of yourself mm. and 
through moments on the mat where you're like, I can't do this, this is terrible, or this is boring, you start to notice things, and, and the, the, it's like a move, a mindful meditation in many ways, it is to some degree, I suppose, a meditation, I was, I was trying to get into meditation in my younger days, but I really struggled, and now I see how they all kind of link up, and they're all different tools, like you mm. said, to, to create space and, and to be more mindful. No, definitely. Um, I definitely resonate with what you said, as you grow and change, like when I first started, I was like, I'll never do Kundalini, that's very weird. Yeah. And then you learn that breath work is a whole other thing, and then, wow, okay, then you try that, and there's, there's so many different amazing elements to it, and it's definitely a journey. Uh, I wanted to quickly ask you, so when you transition from, from going from a yoga teacher to, okay, I want to make this, because you don't just teach yoga, you, you do a whole lot more than, than just teach yoga. Mm. That transition, was it an easy decision to make, or... What, what helped you make that decision and to really pursue doing it full-time no matter what, you're going to do this? So for me, back then, when I took the decision, it was very scary because I had a really, really good job. And yeah. um, I even still remember the day I resigned. Oh, I was sweating so much because you're like, there you go. The, the thing that helped me is to make it smaller. So I said yeah. to myself, let's do this for a year. Let's try it for a year. Yes, I will resign my job, but I have eight years of experience. So kind of backing myself up and going like, yeah, I can go back and this I've never gone back and I will never go mm. back because mm. that's, that's, I don't feel that's where I belong. Okay. And, and I've also learned, again, I think I never thought, let me answer your question this way, I, never, I would have never thought that I would end up in South Africa running yoga retreats, traveling normally to Bali, Europe on a you know, yearly to two yearly basis mm. and living in a house with a, with a view of the ocean. Like mm. it's just, yeah, yeah. Rather, yeah no, but that's organically grown. Yes. And I think it's, I, I also really connect with Dharma. Like that is your, okay. your purpose. Like yeah. because of the background in economy and, and the work that I've had, I don't mind Excel spreadsheet and I don't mind organizing things. Mm. So, and then other yoga teachers, they might not like that so much. So at a certain moment I thought like, hey, there is a uniqueness to me and not in like, oh, look at me, how amazing mm. am I? There is a uniqueness to the steps I've taken in the past that have led me here that have now, yeah, clearly for me, it's clear that events and, you know, yoga retreats, it, it, it's, it's it what I'm supposed happens. to do yeah. because I have the experience. I've done project management. So yes. I know how to do these things properly yes. and, and not chaotically. And so I can really, I think that also adds on to that, that feeling of it's a safe space. It's well organized. I know what is coming, kind of. I mm. mean, there's always unknown, obviously, but I know what time and it is on time and I'm, the clients are not waiting around. You know, it's the, it, that all adds. Mm. There's a good chef cooking for you. The you know where you sleep if it's a it's a it's it's a mm. lovely space. It's beautiful spaces. So I, yeah, it's it just make made sense. It's I feel that it it's the two worlds that merge into mm. where where I'm I'm now. And uh, yeah, it's I, interesting to see where it, yeah. where it goes. <laughs> I think this this is what happens looking around you and this life that you're leading now and seeing your energy is what happens when you really love something, love something yeah. and you're so passionate about you it. You can't, you can, not doing it is not a possibility. Yes. It like, it gives me a goosebumps. Yeah. It, for me, like this year, obviously, or last year has been challenging. Suddenly I mm. couldn't do what I loved anymore mm. or not in the way I'm used to doing it. Mm. 
and you just I I felt my soul was like sad mm. so I just started teaching online I was like I have to connect with my people I have to wake up in the morning or for me I really want to wake up in the morning yeah. knowing that you know I can make a difference or mm. I'm helping people go through difficult times yeah. and even being a teacher is such growth you can only mm. be a, a good teacher if you grow yourself, you know, mm. because you want your students to grow. But my students are actually also my, my biggest teachers. Their stories and their experiences. Mm. Yeah, I think being a, being a teacher on its own, yeah. regardless of what you're teaching, is already an amazing, you yeah. know, job. Whether you're being a school, school teacher. But then if it's yoga, you're, you're teaching life. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. That's uh, the the teaching aspect of yoga, I must say, like I mentioned earlier, every teacher has a different element to them, and and, they, and everybody's great in their own way. Uh, what I do love about your specific classes is, besides the fact that the the energy is phenomenal, it's fun, it's playful, you also add in an element which I used to find when I first started yoga was there, but not so much anymore. Where you actually take time and you say, okay, we're going to learn a new thing today, like spirit dive. I'd never known how to do that. And last class I did with you. You actually spend some time doing that. And I was like, that's amazing because you're actually still teaching a little bit in the class as well. Because mm. it can be quite daunting for a new person to come to a class and just have to figure it out if, if there's not really any teaching going on. Mm. The class is amazing. I've never been a person for online classes. The first one I did was actually your one. It was supposed to be, we were supposed to go to retreat yourself last year. Yes. And you were supposed yes. to teach there. I think they did an online one and we were at home yes. and I was like, okay, I'll do it. Yes. And I'm not a fan of online, but afterwards, I think you still helped Tori with the handstands. And I was like, that was, that was really nice. And Tori said, yeah, she was supposed to be at retreat yourself. And then, I, obviously, I met you and we did the one-day retreat. And I realized the retreat is a whole other aspect to, to this. And it's really something that I would have laughed at a few years ago, like a retreat. That's, you know, that's, why would you want to go on a retreat? Mm. But there's something special that happens at retreats. It does mm. add something extra to the... Mm. To, uh, yeah, for some people, it's a reset. For mm -hmm. some people, it's a spoil. For some people, it's just time away from the kids. And mm -hmm. having some, you know, lots of mothers, they, they, they give so much that they don't have much time for themselves. It's also, I often get, so there's two things I often get with the retreats, which I find quite fascinating, having it done now for five years, is that there is, first of all, a perception that retreats is only for people that are like super yogis. They're like, yeah, I haven't done much yoga. I'm like... Yoga, my classes are all level, so my retreats are also all level. It mm. doesn't, and it's an interesting yeah. uh, fact that, they, that, that that perception exists. Um, and then I think also really often what I hear during the retreats and even during that day that you were there, is that people are like, oh, I wish I could spend all my time with people like this. Mm. Yoga is the connecting factor, so yoga allows you to be open and kind I think and 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 even you know when I into that international day of yoga that yeah. I the charity event they organized but people are like oh I wish like some even say I wish my friends were like this so they feel more comfortable with strangers that they met yeah there's a sense of vulnerability that people open up and share and you're like oh okay I can just be myself yeah I don't have to have a facade yeah. I don't have to hmm live according to a picture that I might have created mm. in the past about myself as well, that you obviously also get, like yes. your family, your friends that you've had, they know you in a certain way. And even when you start doing yoga and now you become a vegan or a vegetarian or whatever lifestyle, yeah. it's, a li it's also about your lifestyle. It is, yoga yeah. is not it's just that hour on the mat. And they see the changes 
and they might not understand it and then you have to defend it or mm. you know and this is just like okay and there's no judgment so some if you want to have a glass of wine have a glass of wine if you want to have kombucha have kombucha mm. um and i think that creates that like sense of oh, i can just be myself and yeah. there's no no topic that i that I don't, that I cannot be discussed or... That's, I find a common thread that runs through the, the conscious community, the, the yoga community and, and where people get together in retreats or, or ceremonies and it's, it's that factor of being able to just be yourself mm. and it's rare mm. and, I, and I found that in that sense, in the community that, that you're involved in and it's, mm. it's really, um, it's really great. Yeah, it's that sense, again, going back to Dharma, which can be translated in, in many, many different ways, but it's your uniqueness. Mm. It's your, but it, it's also scary to go there mm. because, you know, when you speak about the inner truth, if you start to really, like, re, if some people say, oh, I wish I could take that career change. I said, okay, but what are you then going to do? I, I don't know. So what are you passionate about? You have to invest in that in that space of like, okay, this is my relationship to myself is important, my passion is important, what do I, what am I really good at, what am I not so good at, and just figuring, figuring it all out is, is, is not easy, you know, but that, I think, and once you find that uniqueness, it's, you know, just let it shine, let it, yeah. like, be radiantly it's, alive, just, yeah. Once you find that thing that makes you feel radiantly alive, it is, there's fear around that to, of course. to, like fear of judgment, fear of what other people think, and, and fear of, it's, you kind of doubt yourself, and you, yeah, it's, it's, but it's, it's so rewarding once you find that, and you feel, you do something that makes you feel alive. Yeah, you feel you, you have purpose, mm. and whether that's only in your own world, doesn't really matter. Mm. If you wake up enthusiastic about something. Yes, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and I'm obviously living with intention. Mm. For me, as soon as I make that career change, Money wasn't the most important thing. And I mean, you can only say that when you have a certain, you know, mm. I, I mm. never had to beg for money or anything. Maybe mm. also because I've always been quite responsible in the way that mm. I live. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's just a different, it's what, what do you live for? Mm. What, you know, I saw this beautiful expression. Don't ask me what I like to eat. Don't ask me what I'm thinking. Don't ask me, ask me what I live for. Mm. well it's like well that gives me goosebumps and it mm. could be my dharma is being an amazing mother you know and that is wonderful and yeah. do that at 150 percent yes and maybe in five years your dharma can also change yeah you know Definitely. um but it, it 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 has to feed the soul because that sparkle that enthusiasm that will just automatically mm. you know you yes. can't ignore that yes. so i often also refer, um, refer to like if you have to make a decision if it's a hell yes, go for it. If it's like mm, not so sure, just don't do it. Because it that's that's not like yeah, okay. you know. Even you sitting here, it okay. doesn't matter that you had to drive an hour all the no. way out. No, you couldn't like. I th couldn't wait. Yeah. yeah, and you're you're happy doing it, yes. and you go home fulfilled. So you're swimming yeah. with the the flow of life, and I, I sometimes the metaphor just you're swimming with the river, mm. and sometimes even in my older older career I was. It just took me so much energy, and I was good at my job, but it took me so much energy to do the things because there wasn't that underlying like, woohoo. Mm. And once you once you you find that the universe almost helps you, yeah. you flow yeah. and like like what's happening now, and it's 
I love your saying it's it's collaboration over competition and once you find your passion you might not money might not be your goal but eventually you'll meet somebody through doing things together in a community like this and and then opportunities open and next thing before you know things are there and you're like wow how did I get here but actually you're just in the flow of Because you are using the sense of union. Because competition is excluding. Mm. I need to make more than you. Which is, I mean, if you take that very, 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 very far, it's, it's, if you want to take the non-competitive way of thinking very far, it's very difficult. Mm. Because of course I'm also competing with a retreat to someone else. But then if you start to come into that space of fear, like, ooh, someone else is like also organizing retreat, they'll have different people. They'll attract different people because they have a different energy. So even if it would be in the same venue with the same chef, which normally we don't really do because it's it's not nice, um, they'll attract different people, and that's fine. And yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, It's not being scared to just be yourself and 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 Mm. do what you love best, and that yeah, the the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, (laughs) I had the same thoughts going through my head even starting the podcast. I was like. I've listened to podcasts for years. Every topic's been covered. Every conversation's been had. All the cool people that have been interviewed. But it's never been you. Exactly. <laughs> it's never been you. It's never been this conversation. No. They're all different and they're all unique. Yeah. So it's, it's realizing that. Once you get out of the frequency of lack and realize that it's just... Unlimited. It's unlimited. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, it is. Oh, it's so cool. Um, <laughs> I know. And I just also get certain topics as well. I remember when I started... Again, thinking in a linear way, when I started my practice, I thought, okay, so I think if I can do that pose, like for example, crow, yeah. I'll kind of be there. You know, there's like a yeah, finish, yeah. like mm-hmm. I'll like have done a good job mm-hmm. with my yoga. Yeah. And then I started doing a teacher's, then I did my first teacher's training. And I, I literally in my head thought that there was like a little bit of studying to do. And then, you know, there's an end point and I'll know this thing called yoga. Once you start to open that pot, it's just like, <laughs> it, there's so much to study and so much to learn. And yeah. then you can go from philosophy to anatomy to mm. mental behavior, emotional world, chakra systems, Ayurveda, sound healing, how your voice, yeah. the vibrations, your connection to nature, the elements, Ayurveda. Pfft, yeah. Just doesn't yeah, stop. Doesn't and I'm actually really happy because I'll be a student for the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah. There's it's, always something new to learn. Yes. You're always learning. There's always new things. And it's like, then you discover, like you said, like then sound healing. You're like, what? And you realize a whole world of just that. And, it's, it's and so, then if you collaborate, you meet people that know a lot about it. Yeah. You can learn from them. Yeah. And then if it's not like, oh, she's also, she's organizing a, a sound healing event. We're competing. No. No, no, no. no. People want to be healed. Yes. And some people heal at this stage in their life through sound. Yeah. Some maybe through movement and sound. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful when you start thinking yeah. like that. When you start seeing the world that way. It's also a relief. Yeah. Because there's way less pressure. Yes. And it's more fun. Yes. <laughs> definitely. It definitely is. I love that. Uh, <laughs> another, another thing I want to do, just, I suppose, pick your brain on... Mm. Um, as, as a guy doing yoga, I must say now it's, it's, it's amazing. The other day I was in a class and I'll never forget having this moment. There was six guys and two girls. And wow. I was like, what? Things have definitely changed. Well, then they've changed back to the... You know that officially yoga was for men? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Women yeah. were not originally like thousands of years ago in India. It was a, go, a guru. It was always one-on-one. 
Okay. So you wouldn't have group classes. And, and the guru would also help you on your spiritual journey. And also the guru would tell you, you're now ready for this post. You wouldn't just go and try it, like, oh. stand on your head. They would first... See if you're physical, physically ready, mentally ready. Because, for example, standing on your head, it's also a sense of overcoming of fear. So there's a mentality around fear. So it's a one-on-one relationship, and it was for men only. That's it's funny, fasc- huh? That's fascinating. Because now often, I mean, yeah, it goes forward and back. Often, depending on the type of yoga, it will be more females. But yes. I'm actually, in Cape Town, I find there's a, there's a lot of guys doing yoga. There is, there is yeah. a lot. And I think when I first started looking into it, there was still more of that stigma around it being a thing for women. But I also do think that that was because of the westernization of yoga to some degree mm. and the commercialization of it and it being, I suppose, marketed as a, as a fitness thing for, for women at mm. some point. That's what I, that's what I thought. Mm. Um, but realizing there's so much more to it and, and the history of yoga and, and I still want to learn more about it. But there is a lot more to it and it's not just for females. There is that stigma that yoga is for females and, but mm. now like I said it is, has been broken down a lot and it's nice to see a class full of males and mm. um, that, that I found slightly not difficult but self-conscious when I'd go to a class I'd be the only male when I started doing this and but I just, mean if you think think about the primal way women and men used to live because that always helps me go to, to our original energies right so a man would go out hunting competing to an, with another man for that same piece of meat that he has to bring back to the family. The women would stay at home and gather. So I, in a sense, for a man, I think this is just, I'm making it up as, I'm, as we're speaking, for a man to step into that non-competitive, compassionate space is, is, is I think, harder than for women. See what I mean? Yeah. So for women, that is, that is a little easier and they actually enjoy it. While for a man... Probably originally, initially, there will be a sense of resistance to it yeah. because it just doesn't come that naturally to men to, to be kind. Well, no, not saying you guys are not kind, but, you know, to have yeah. that sense of like, yeah, just that, that softness and that taking care of yourself because yoga in the end is a healing practice. It's about nurturing your body, your mind, your heart. So I think mm. women in general are more nurturing Maybe they're not always nurturing towards themselves. They're more like nurturing towards their family and their kids and all of that. So I think maybe originally people, men just feel a bit like, oh, what is this? This, is, this feels weird. <laughs> the, within yeah. the yoga energy. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, starting, like I never would have gotten into yoga had it not been for my interest in Eastern philosophy yeah. and, and, and that aspect of it. Uh, if I was primarily looking for a workout, I wouldn't have come to yoga because of that instinct. Of, you know, I want to go to the gym and do weights and went through that phase. And then, but realizing that health now doing yoga is like, yes, there is that physical aspect because you want to look after your body holistically so that when you're older, you don't have, like, there's a, there is a massive physical aspect to it. Yeah. But I wasn't drawn to it primarily from that stance of, oh, it's not a manly physical activity. Mm. Um, Breaking down those barriers, I think, is a key thing for, it's for men. It's nice to see so many men doing yoga. It is. It is. And now all the kids already get yoga. I'm so jealous. I wish yeah. I was three. You know, my, my yeah. little niece, she started yoga at school when she was three. Can really? you imagine how she will be? That's incredible. I love it. Aren't you also involved in the... Your NGO, yeah, you do you give back to kids and you do yoga with kids, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, well, International Day of Yoga. So as, as part of the teacher's training I did in Bali, uh, and, and one of the, the ways also, you know, you have the eight limbs that you can follow the way, like the niyamas and the yamas is kind of mm. like 
nonviolence and, and cleanliness. There's lots of different things that we can study. And again, you can study yourself within that space, but giving back. So it's, that's also a sense of dharma, mm. uh, which is linked to the Eastern philosophy. Of course, we often people refer to karma. Karma is quite yeah. easy, understandable. <laughs> but you're not giving back because you want good karma. It's not like you're getting mm. credits with karma. But just giving back is one of the most beautiful things. I, I, I would really recommend everybody to find some something, an hour a week, Mm. To just give back, even if it's helping your neighbor carry carry the groceries yeah. or something, it it it's really 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 important to do. Yeah. So I started International Day of Yoga, just because I actually wanted to give back to yoga. Mm. I was sitting and meditating, and I thought, okay, if I can really give back, who or what or would I want to give back to? And I thought, well, if yoga was a person, I would want to give back to yoga, but yoga is not a person. So I thought, but there is International Day of Yoga, so. To celebrate a day. Is it a worldwide day? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. a United, Nesco, United Nations. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a day where the whole world celebrates the gift of yoga and what mm. it does to the world. And, and then we started to also think about fundraising because I wanted to do it for free. Um, but, you know, you're organizing this whole event, so donations were for Earth Child's Project. And Earth Child's mm. Project is an NGO that I'm an ambassador for. Um, they bring yoga to children in townships. Mm. And I mean, not just yoga, they bring other things like a connection to nature and they have uh, warm, warm farms and they make their own vegetables. So That's amazing. It's really, really amazing. And for me, if I think about, how, and probably for you as well, you know, how yoga has changed your life. And I was raised in a very loving family and in a privileged life. Mm. So those kids love. There's no, there's no space, not yeah. a lot of space. Yeah. Of course there's love, but there's mm. not like conscious moments. And yeah. I think it's rough to That's, get there, you know. So they're yeah. dysregulated way more than I think other kids. So for them to learn about healthy eating, taking care of yourself. Mm. There's all these little songs that they sing during, during uh, like the introduction of the yoga and about cleaning your mat and being respectful to the other people. And okay. it's, I mean, that, is, that will be life-changing. That yes. will be massively transformational. Yes. Just those kids. There's now some, one of the first Uchaj Project kids, I, th I don't know exactly how many years, but it's probably been 10 years, 12 years, something like that. They, the, she's now done a teacher's training. So she's a yoga mm. teacher herself. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really, really incredible. And yeah, I'd love to, love to find out more about that because it's, it's cool. And I think I would, some, yoga teacher training is something I would love to do one day, actually, I've decided. Yeah. Um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know when. I just know, I don't, I don't even know if I want to teach yoga, mm. but I do know that I want to go through that process of, of deepening my yoga practice and understanding it on a different level. Yeah, maybe, I think maybe yoga teachers teach training, uh, there's also sometimes a weird perception around that because people think that if you do a yoga teacher's training is to become a yoga teacher. While 80%, probably more, 90% of the people, they do a yoga teacher's training and they don't become a yoga teacher. Um, but it's more like, okay, let's say you, like you really love golf mm. and now you, you go on a, on a week golf course to learn more about the technique now you're doing like a yoga course for a month which is not only knowing more about yoga but also knowing a lot more about yourself so i would almost call it call it a yoga training mm. of a with potential to become a teacher yes. and that means yeah that that anybody can do it yes. and it's it's 
really, really life-changing. It will blow your mind. Yeah. I can't wait for yeah. you to do we, it. We, and yeah, I'll definitely want to be part of that journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would only do it with you, definitely. I know you do that. and I'll, I'll, uh, Tara would love to do it something like in a place like Bali or somewhere. Yeah. I know you do that. Because I've heard from different people that it's like, if you're going to do it and invest in it, go do it in a place like that. That could be pretty cool. Mm. Um, uh, the, the, the yoga community in, in, in Bali is also quite overwhelming. It's amazing there. Mm. To been there the energy it's on its own on oh, wow. the island is already quite unique. Yeah. 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 I think there are different places, but I, I have yeah. to say I also really like Bali. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something special. How amazing could it be that we can spend a month there together? Well, we're going to put that it's, out there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> maybe this year, maybe I'll do it next year. I, I hope so. If not this yeah, year, definitely next amazing. year. But it will definitely be on the cards. Tara also, she she will never be able to stop doing yoga. So it's nice to be able to do something with that with, with your partner. It's, nice. it's almost for me, when I think about that, it's going to sound a bit, a bit exaggerated, but like as if there was an old Joel before the teacher's training and a new one. Okay. It's like, it is, yeah. It, I can't, it's changed the way mm. I, I wake up, the way I, mm. everything, the way I eat, the way I, slowly, slowly. It's not mm. like you come out of the training and boof, now suddenly you're this new person. Yeah. But you learn all these subtle things and you're starting to reflect about your friends and who you spend time with. And then you start to make different choices and different actions. And then after a while, you, you, you actually have the life you really want. Yeah, it doesn't happen like, oh, but can I happen? It's all these little it's, things that happen along the way and then you look back. and it's As subtle as the yoga practice is. You know, in the mm -hmm. beginning when you practice yoga, it's like, okay, one arm there, one arm there, one foot there. Yeah. And then after years you go like, oh, but if I do this with my big toe, oh, that feels so... So you're suddenly mm -hmm. starting to zoom into smaller things and I think you do the same with your life. Mm -hmm. Smaller things do become more important, like... Yes. spontaneously having a like who do you invite for a braai am I just inviting everybody or am I going to be more selective you become more mindful in your choices in the in the words you use and that that is your that is your world so it starts to you know it's a it's a two-way street so it starts to change also the way people look at you and the way that they speak to you and yeah. But you start to become a lot more aware of every little thing you don't just think oh, it's not going to matter if everybody comes and we do that mm. it does matter because it does it's matter you start to realize how every little thing impacts your day and either enhances it or it doesn't or yeah. it allows you to get into that state of, of, of flow or, or yeah. not. And it's, it is all these subtle little changes that you start noticing uh, yourself make mm -hmm. that, that happened with, with yoga. That's why I found it so hard to be like, okay, what is yoga? What has it done for me? Well, it's all the things that I can't think of that happened in between little moments that, that I can't, it's just, it just is amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know, really I, know. Cool. I know. Joel, I want to end this off with I know yoga has changed your life and it's been amazing uh, and I want to ask all my guests this question towards the end of the show but is there any other practices or anything else that you found has been able to expand your life or you recommend to people to... It's going to be a tricky one because I know, I know what I'm going to say. I know. I know besides exactly. yoga, besides yoga. Travel. Travel. Be uh, oh, yeah. Just traveling broadens your... You know how yoga kind of gives you a new perspe perspective mm. of life. Mm. Um, you start to look at things from a different angle. You start to question things. You start to be curious. You start to get confused about like, oh, but I was raised like this. Like, now I have to find my own truth about this. That's scary. I think travel does the same to you. You know, you come, you come from a certain country with a certain culture, with certain habits, which within the yoga practice and within your yoga lifestyle, you look at your own habits, but there are certain cultural habits that are so embedded in you, 
you know, because you just raised in the in the country that you were born, and as soon as you start to travel, you're like, oh, the way I do it, or the way my friends do it, or the way the whole my country does these things, it's totally different here, and that just starts to feed this sense mm. of curiosity and just like, yeah, creating your own truth within all those different possibilities. I couldn't agree more. It's 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 been the biggest factor that I could also say has changed my life mm. and been able to travel. And you can noticeably see a difference. Uh, and unfortunately, some people don't have the means to travel, and, and, it's, and it's, it's really sad. Well, in I mean, in South Africa, you can do that within the country. Look at how many different cultures we have within this I know, country. I know. So if you just go like, okay, maybe I can't step into a plane, and that also might apply for this year, can I go and, and sniff up some, like, some different culture? We have, I mean, how many languages mm. do we have here? Just explore that. Yeah. I think it's it's amazing. It is. It's really, and then I actually also obviously always, but that's more your. It's like nature, Mother Earth. Mm. She knows everything. Yeah. She does. It's, it's, it's yeah. Sometimes you can just feel like a storm, and sometimes you feel like Mother Nature. Spend time in Mother Nature. Mm. If you know, if you can't yeah. get to your yoga mat, mm. whether it's running or hiking or having a swim in the ocean or just lying in the sun or looking at a tree or listening to the birds. It's a very sensory experience as well, which yoga is as well. So, yeah, I think yeah. that kind of yeah, I, really, I, really is important to me. I've definitely found that to be the case with, especially today, the, the world's quite chaotic. A lot of things going on, especially even in a busy city. And to take a break and reset, going to nature for half a day. And we've started doing that. We're going to try to do like a hike once a week. And you feel like you've reset, okay, you've come out and you're like, okay, like, mm. if you don't get that reset, it, 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 yeah, it, it's, it's... The wheel just starts to spin too quickly. Mm. It mm. gives you, uh, one of my favorites, it might be nice um, uh, to close with as well, one of my favorite expressions is, uh, you can only see the picture if you step out of the frame, which travel allows and mm. which being in nature also allows. You just take a moment to step out of your normal frame and just be yeah. in a different yeah. setting, and then you can look at it from a more like from a distance, and and it allows you to have that observation, and that uh, you know, and then you just create more clarity. But, yeah. Definitely, sometimes a creative idea will come to you when you've decided to just just be still, or be in nature, or be doing a meditation. And like I've struggled with meditation specifically, just to end off. Sorry, I could chat all day. Um, it's such a cool it, topic. It is. It I is. Know. It's such a cool topic. <laughs> I've really struggled with it. What I've, what I've really found now where it's benefiting is you think you can work out everything logically and you, you, you've got the plan and then but you get a bit stuck and when you decide to just be like, you know what, go into this quiet space. And sometimes you come out of it like, New. that was so obvious, I should have just done that. And you, it's weird how... Your, these... mind, your mind starts to like, you know, like, like almost like wool or something, like a ball of wool. It starts to like become messy. And it's just that distance. It's that distance mm -hmm. and that moment of pause. I think we often underestimate how powerful stillness is. And for me, as you said, you struggled with meditation. I'm a busy person. I am a busy mind. I love busy, active things. And meditation took me seven years of practice. Mm. Of just sitting there with a clock for five minutes, feeling horrible. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? This feels uncomfortable physically and mentally. But now it's it's one of the most beautiful things I do every morning. Just start okay. my day okay. with 15 minutes of meditation. Okay. Explain to me your morning routine. I'm very curious about that because I've found morning routines 
make or break my day sometimes. Yes. Well, they, they, there's a saying that also says the way you start your day sets the stage. Sets yeah. the sets the stage. Mm. It's almost like you, you, you. There is a stage which is your day, which can be a beautiful, you know, a beautiful actor or a beautiful story. Uh, which players do you want in that? in that play uh, how do you want how do you see yourself so well my my morning routine would be because i live in scarborough i'm quite fortunate that we're quite connected to nature so often i my body wakes up when the light comes uh, like with the sun i go to bed quite early we wake up around 5 36 o'clock and then for my digestive system i take the little like vinegar kombucha thing just to to cleanse and to get the right Stuff going down there. Um, then I do a nauli breath. That's the breath where you like suck in your belly a little bit. Okay, is it uh, like like uh, a fire breath? Or? It's not kapalabhati. Kapalabhati is the pumping of okay. the breath. So you know when you have um, breath restriction, so you can breathe in and hold the breath. You can also breathe out and hold the breath. Mm -hmm. So it's actually an exhalation. Okay. And then because the lungs are empty, you can actually vacuum your tummy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I've yeah, seen it that. Looks a little yeah, scary. Yeah. But for me, that brings that that sucks the like the front to the back of the body. So my it's almost like you're like massaging your organs, okay. and I can feel like ooh, my intestine is a little bit like sensitive. Almost like your muscles are sore when you've mm -hmm. exercised too much. So if I've had a meal the night before that might have been a little bit more heavy, or I had a glass of wine or whatever, I'm like ooh, my my intestines, my digestive system have worked hard last night. Mm -hmm. I can feel that they're not totally rested, which then as a result, I'll take different uh, dietary choices today or, yeah. you know, drink a little bit extra water. So it's a check-in first with my gut. Um, I, I've got like a little routine there and then I sit for 15 minutes after my cat comes and joins me on my lap, which is just my favorite moment. And uh, yeah, I do, there's different meditation techniques. Some are on my YouTube channel, actually. So okay. if people want to try some different ones, um, but just sitting still is enough. It's, okay. I would give, I would say my tip would be to put a timer down. Because if you don't put a timer down, you constantly, or use an app or something, yeah. but you're constantly thinking like, hmm, how long I've been sitting here? Do I have to sit a little longer? And so just knowing that there is that timer and, and actually just observing myself with those 15 minutes, sometimes after five minutes, I check the time. I'm like, why am I checking the time? That means there's something restless. Like I'm not totally comfortable in these, sitting in these 15 minutes. There's no judgment to it. But mm. I go like, okay, so why am I a little restless today? Did I not sleep so well? Am I irritable? Where am I in my month as a woman? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, those 15 minutes went quick. Mm. And I'm not a better person on those days, but it just gives you a reference to then act upon, you know? If I feel super restless and I struggle to sit, I might have to just create some moments of pause during the day because yeah. I know I'm irritable and I might get angry at someone or, or yeah. start, maybe even start frustrating in like eating or something, yeah. you know? It's, it's like yeah, very subtle. Like and then I have a beautiful book um, where you just write a little intention every day. So when I sit, I often create, I, I find living with intention is, is very, very, very powerful as well. So whether that's like, okay, today I want to practice more self-love. Let's say I feel like I'm just, I have, let's say you're sitting there and you're having not so nice thoughts about yourself. Mm. I'm not beautiful. I did that wrong. And you know, there's things from the past and fear from the future that is just, because some people think when you meditate, you have to have like no thoughts. I don't know, but it's. 
maybe it's happened for a split second, but <laughs> I think you live in, live in the mountains yeah. somewhere far, far away and have no external distractions to get to that point. So depending on what I feel is happening or what I feel I need to cultivate, if, for example, I have a very, 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 very busy week, I'm like, okay, calmness could be a good intention to stay mm. calm or gratitude. If I start to feel that I, my thoughts are becoming a little bit negative, I'm like, okay, let's not think about the things that we're missing, which in current, currently it's, 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 it's a long list, but we look at what we have, you know, and it just changes your mindset. So gratitude is always, I think for, for people that start with meditation, gratitude is a beautiful and quite easy one. You know, just make a list of things that you're grateful for. Yeah, I found that to be specifically very powerful. There's mm. a specific frequency to gratitude that is... Mm. Like you say, look at the world differently. Yeah. Grateful uh, to see the beach. Grateful yes. to... Yeah, no. It might even be as simple as I'm grateful for this cup of coffee. It's yeah. small things. It's yeah. like, it just it, it does help. Grateful it, for a lovely conversation. Yes. And then once you start to... to that, that energy starts to flow in a way that you want to share that. Mm. So even when I cycle here, I say hello to everybody. Why not? I smile at them. Hey, how are you, strangers? Yes, it's I find, nice. It is nice. I find that when I, if I've done a good morning routine and I'm feeling that, then all of a sudden I want to smile and say hello to everybody. Yeah. I don't plan to, but it's a yeah. natural overflow of. of you've of already having... you've already in some way charged yeah. a little bit of your own battery. Definitely. I feel. Definitely. Yeah, and then it's just set your day and mm. yeah, can't live, can't live without. If I if some days of course like I choose to go cycling rather than sitting yeah. but then I miss it I miss it very quickly I almost now miss meditation more than my asana oh really wow well okay. the real reason for me to start yoga was totally physical because like, I thought it was like yeah. cool all those poses were cool okay. if I now don't have time I'd rather meditate than do my physical practice and if oh, if you wow. would have told me oh, that wow. 20 years ago I would yeah. have laughed at you it was like no way yes. I'm gonna sit on a pillow and prefer that over like <laughs> running or something yeah it's amazing how things mm. come full circle. I saw yeah. it for the opposite reasons, and now I'm loving the physical yeah. aspect of it. And it's, and I know you mentioned books earlier. I was going to end up with this. Thank you so much. Like I did tell you for that book recommendation, and I don't often. I mean, which uh, book was that? The Tao of Pooh. Oh yeah. I I've been trying to understand Taoism and and um, Lao Tzu, and like I've read the books, and it's really hard to to get into that. That book that you recommended was absolutely brilliant. It, mm. was, it was amazing. So thank you for that. I know we're going we to get going. We're going to do a yin yoga session now, which is amazing because it's going to balance off the stay nicely. So. All our chatting, we will be quiet for like 60 minutes. It's going to be awesome. And Thanks I'll, for I'll having link, me. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me in your house. And I'll put in all the links to all the stuff that you, your website, all the stuff that people want to find out more about you. Well, it's my name for everything, Joelle Slebos. So that's nice and easy. Website, easy. Instagram, Facebook. Perfect. So Perfect. yeah. Awesome. I look forward to the next one. Definitely. Thank you Namaste. so much. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Thank that you was so incredible. Much. Thank you so much.